Ministry Catalyst Podcast. www.worshipministrycatalyst.com. Worship Ministry Catalyst is a networking resource for all worship leaders and worship team members, serving as a catalyst to facilitate worship in the local church. David Lindner and Kevin Cruz. That's cool, man. <laughs> yeah, David's having a little too much fun with his keyboard. I admit, I do like I like keyboards. As, you know, the horn hits are cool with the timpani. I like yeah. that. Bring that timpani in. Yeah. <laughs> yes. La boom, boom, boom. Yeah. boom, ba dum, ba da 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 dum. I've hey. always wanted to like to write movie scores and stuff. So yeah, no, I remember we were talking about that a long time ago. Yeah. Because um, so. I was mentioning how. I I watched a couple movies where John Williams was a composer, and I'm like, dude, it sounds exactly the same as that other movie yeah, you did. Yeah. Like, you just ripped the idea. I think it was like Home Alone, and um, I don't know. There there's some other one. Yeah, he's used he's used the Home Alone like the actual one of the actual songs yeah. from Home Alone and a lot of movies. Yeah, or or not or like the theme or like the very or like a variation yeah. of it, but it's mm-hmm. definitely the same. And I'm I'm like. I've heard this before. Like, yeah. From another movie you mm-hmm. did. <laughs> yeah. Like, how hard would it be for you to come up with something else? But he also has come up with some of the most iconic uh, theme songs ever. And then used them 12 million he- <laughs> times in other movies. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, well, because he's on, he's on Star Wars. He's on uh, Jurassic Park, Jaws. Which Jurassic Park is like, some of it is... A lot like other movies that he's done. It's interesting because when you start listening to composers, mm-hmm. I mean, so many, you start hearing their similarities, their styles. And uh, Danny Elfman, I swear, uh, that guy's just notorious for for using the same the same shtick. You know, it's that yeah. like that that xylophone, like you know, like where's that kind of rapid fire, you know, weird kind of xylophone esque type type of um, type of song. Danny Elfman uses a lot of the same. Oh, beautiful! Yeah, I, I've got. I just like songs. I like composing. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like some of that stuff. But <laughs> what else we got? Um. What? What? Hey, so anyway, yeah, we we didn't. There's the one I was looking for. There is. And see, you could like, uh, it's like a movie score, an entire orchestra all in one. Yeah, you got the whole orchestration. Yeah. 
So okay, so we we, we, we got to probably get into it. Actually, we topic. do. We need to get into it but yeah. before we do because I really want to do this. Um, we're gonna do a new segment of Can He Do It? We haven't done this in a while. Um, so David has done several Can He Can He Do It with uh, with me, and last the last time I think we did Can We Do It was. Um, you had to finish like the or you had to name uh I gave you the line to a worship song and like the text and you had mm-hmm. to figure out what song it is. I'm gonna now take the other approach. I wanna play I'm gonna play for you like five or six notes and you have to name that tune. Alright. Alright? So I'm gonna hop over here on the piano. Okay. I'm gonna use your microphone. Hey. Okay, so we'll start off with this song. Here we go, we'll switch it up. All right, so we'll start off um, our key of G, okay? So here, we'll start you off nice and easy. And I'm just going to give you like five or six notes here. Here we go. Um, well, what genre are we in here? Worship. It's a worship song. It's a worship song. Is that the melody? Yeah, this is the this is the uh, the chorus. All right, I'll give you a little bit more here. The chorus. Okay, um, I'll stand. Yeah, stand, yeah. there you go. Yeah. All right, let's do. Um, we'll keep it. We'll keep it nice and light here. We're keeping it nice and light. Keep <laughs> E. All right, keep E. Uh, here's the chorus. Here I am the worship. Yeah, yeah. there. Okay, that's too easy. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, here we go. Back to key of G, uh, chorus again. Um, uh, your grace is enough. Yeah. yeah. All right, here we go. This one's tough. <laughs> this is gonna be a tough one for you. All right, key of D. Before the throne. Oh, that was good. I'm impressed. That's a tough one. Um, all right, here's another one. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna make this one really hard. All right, really hard. All right, I can I can do it. I, I don't know. You may not even know this song. Um, um, all right, let's see. Uh, Kive. Um, oh, Kive. All right, here we go. Um, I don't know, you may, um, it's not as popular as some of the other. It's a, it's a hill song. It song. is. It's a um, hill song. Not as not as wildly um, popular as like the stand or mighty to save. Um, play it again. All right, last one. Last one. This Which is by the way, like song titles. Yeah. Okay, so we're doing a we're doing a new fee song. Um it's called Great Greatly to be Praised. Mm. All right, and so that's how the chorus is that starts. Author Hope is Rising? CD? Yeah. Yeah. I'll say so it starts 
uh, great and greatly to be praised. That's the first line of the chorus. Right. But he says, our God reigns like 12 more times in the song. Right, so right. I'm like, why didn't you call it our, our God, God reigns? reigns? Because that, and that, and that's the part of the song that gets stuck in your head. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the our God reigns line, not the great and greatly to be praised. So anyway. All right. So this one, I'm only going to play for you. It, it's a slow song and I'm only going to play for you a couple of notes to make it as hard as possible. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Back to the key of A. Um, all right. That's all you get. Three notes. Could be anything. <laughs> Here's so the tempo is like one, two, three, four, two, three. Here, I'll give you the root notes and I'll keep going this time. I'll give you six notes this time. Um, and I'll keep going. Oops, sorry. It's hard. I don't know. All right, and then I'll keep going. Oh, yeah. Um, Majesty. Yeah. 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 See, the re- that's tricky because, like, it's so, it's so, mm-hmm. like, it's only three notes. Majesty. Majesty. It's like, that could mm-hmm. be three notes to anything. Yeah. Anyway, well, good right. job. David can do it. Let's, let's, uh, let's roll. Switch back. Oh, I get yours here? Sweet. No, we rolled. This is your chair. Did we roll? Yeah. I didn't realize we rolled. We rolled. I We're rolling. Rolling. Watch out for the, uh, the paint. paint trays behind yeah, you. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> At least they don't have paint in them. No, no. Well, that all was right, great. Yeah. Yeah, that was good fun. job, David. You got all of them. Well, uh, you kind of cheated a little bit. Eh, you know? I, I gave I gave you some clues on some of them. You ever uh, you ever seen someone on Name That Tune get it with one note? No, because I don't think that's possible. <laughs> I watched I watched a person do it. No way. I watched I've I've only seen a few episodes, but I watched one episode. How can you just play one note yeah, and, and know a song? Well, so they don't they don't just play one note. They play like like I don't know like the first the first downbeat of the recording, right? Uh-huh. So in that in in that downbeat, you're going to have all the instrumentation, the arrangement of the song. So you can kind of hear it. So you can hear it. And so if you're familiar with the song, you could do it. Wow. But I heard somebody they just played like that first that first that, downbeat that of downbeat. the song, and they got it. What? Yeah. I don't think I could. You could. Maybe on some songs. Yeah. I had to know them really well. Like so, like okay, like if I played like. The be the first second of uh, Stephen Curtis Chapman's Great Adventure. It's true. If I if it was just sa, yeah, you'd be like, oh, oh, saddle, saddle up your horse. Your yeah. horse right? So you can do it. It's still impressive though. It is. No. Anyway, name that tune. Uh um, I miss those kind of game shows. Oh, but yeah, that. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine Scott's new CD. Have you listened to it? No. Well, it's not new. I mean, uh, well, I, I, she might have, have her, a new one out now. But I have her. I belong. Yeah, that okay, song. Yeah. The song I belong. I belong to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, it's just like that's the, like it's that's all it is. Yeah, but and she just holds that I belong. It's yeah, like, it's like, but it's good. It yeah. is. We we did that at a at a worship night. We had a worship night at our church, and 
and we were just kind of having just just a, a free time to just just sing and and uh and, and this theme kind of came out uh, of just you know being being you know just being jesus's child and and we just started singing that song and, and it was simple enough where no one knew the song mm-hmm. but i was able to just play it and do it yeah we're gonna we're gonna teach teach that song to our church and um cool and her song the out of one about the trinity you are god or something like mm. that I, I don't remember it oh it's it's got like i can't remember it's a good song though. We're yeah, I like uh, Catherine Scott, Brian Dirksen. I mean, they they've done a lot of collaborating together. Um, I'm a real big fan of Brian Dirksen. I well, to, and uh, Catherine Scott and Paul and Paul. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah, and of course we we spent like you know 14 episodes or 16 <laughs> episodes going through Paul's book. Yeah. So, so I never really listened to Paul's to Paul's CD. Our God Saves. I never really listened to it that much. Really, I didn't like it that much when oh. I when it first came out. But then I just put it back in this last week. I think it's a great and listen CD. to it. And like uh, several of the songs are Catherine Scott songs that right. are on her next CD. And I was like, oh, that's kind of yeah, cool. yeah, because they they did the collaboration. Yeah, so well, and I think uh, Paul Balash and Matt Redman did a collaboration on that CD. Mm-hmm. That's also on one of Matt's. Yeah, um, good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Paul collaborates with everybody. He, d- I know, right? He's Michael like W. Smith. He's such a like well-known yeah. person and you know ironically enough he doesn't get i think as much credit for for stuff like that because yeah um michael e. smith a new hallelujah which was like the title track to smitty's worship album that was like all paul Balash. i shouldn't say all but that was a big part of it there we go yeah there you go bring on yeah Bring on the Leslie yeah. cabinet. Bring turn that rotor on. See, we shouldn't have a keyboard here because that's like all <laughs> it's a, it's I or we will do. It's, like, <laughs> it's a like, distraction. Just play with it. The whole no, time. but we're getting into it because uh, last week we left you with a little teaser. Yeah, never quite got into the topic. So, so I brought up last week this idea of what happens when your worship team members. Um, kind of only come to church when they're on the worship team is that okay what's the reasonable expectation is it something where you want your team members to be part of the community and therefore it's important they're there even when they're not or is it something where you say well you know i understand this is where you serve and you know so you look at it more like a job well i think i think part of that part of it depends on on your values so um you know what's most important is and the, and they may change over time as the church changes or grows or you have different people there but so so say for uh for instance that the the most important thing is having a high caliber worship team up there every weekend then then your value is going to be different than if you're if uh having a community of right of musicians right is the highest value um so if if that's your highest value, then you're willing to sacrifice on the quality, right? Because you want to you want to build a you know, community of of worshipers and worship leaders and worship team members at your church. So you're going to sacrifice maybe some quality for for a time being to build that community. Mm-hmm. Um, but if your value is is to have great music, high quality music, you know, CD quality music every weekend. Well, you might have to sacrifice the community aspect to get musicians to come to your church who... Well, you might have to hire musicians yeah, yeah. Or, or do like a house band or something. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I've heard more, you know, I don't know what it's like in other regions of of um, 
of, of this country or the world. But I don't know, I'm hearing more and more of that, at least here in the Northwest, of, of kind of big churches like hiring house bands. Have you have you been hearing that? Not lately. I heard it, I heard it a lot for a while. That was kind of the... But I think... Ma- like, maybe now I'm hearing it. Well, I think just now that that money is yeah less people aren't doing as much of that that that's probably one of the first things no, i heard I, you know obviously i don't know because i don't go to this church but i heard of a church that that actually like flew out musicians for a sunday you know uh to be on the worship team every weekend i don't know about every weekend but but they flew them out for for whatever i, I don't know if it, if it was a special occasion or what but they paid for them to come out just for one particular service. Yeah, well, I've heard of you know plenty of large churches doing that or or doing that for an, a special event or something or you know. Uh, well, there there are plenty of churches too that that hire musicians that aren't Christians. Yeah, and we've actually had yeah. that. That that's one of our earlier podcasts. Yeah. So, uh, um, but I I don't know. For me, I kind of land. I kind of land maybe a little bit in the middle. Ideally, I would I would like every single member of our worship team to be there every weekend, to be completely committed to the church and to community with with other musicians and with the church in general. You know, right? Um, but but realistically, like we, I have people that play. That's uh, their schedule won't allow them to do that. So. So if if that is a if that's a rule they can't play at all. Like so um if it's a rule that you're involved in here every single weekend or or that um that you have to be involved in a, a small group every weekend or every, every week or st- something like that then they just don't have time. Uh so their their work schedule only allows them to play only to be at church once a month. And so they want to play that weekend, but they're the reason they're not there the other weekends isn't because they're just slacking off; it's because they work. You know, and I, I think for me, I probably lean more on the side of the community, um, and I probably lean more on the side of of kind of wanting. You know, obviously, like you said, the the ideal you know is to to have everyone there every single week. Um, but I'll be honest to say when when I noticed people on my worship team who aren't there during the week i mean it kind of bothers me a little bit and 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 not because i'm like not because like i'm selfish or or you know possessive but i think it bothers me because you know it makes me think okay so what if you're not if you're not on the stage then like you can't come to church i mean you can't you know you, you can drag your you know you can you can drag yourself to church on on a morning when you're on worship team but what about I guess it's, well, see, if, it, it's, if it's, it's a choice that they're making, yeah. you know, like if, if and maybe that's it, you got to know the reason why they aren't there. If they're church. just not coming because they're lazy or because right. they don't want to come to church because it's too early on the weekends that they're not playing or something like that, that's different. But like if they can't, like if they're working, um, you know, maybe they, maybe the, uh, I don't know, there's a sick spouse or something and, and so they have to take care of their spouse. You know, if there's yeah. a legit reason that they can't be there, on, on other weekends or at least most other weekends, then, then that's one thing. But if it's, if it's, yeah, I was out too late partying last night and so <laughs> I'm not going to come since I'm not playing, Yeah, which I know, you know, I've had people 
on my teams that I've had to deal with that specifically. Wow. And so, um, and, and even on weekends that they do play, they've tried to <laughs> oh, say, oh, no. I, I don't think I can be there tomorrow morning. Or, um, or if it's just, you know, just laziness. And, you know, for me, if they can be there, they need to be there. Yep. Not just not just for community with the church. They need to be there to support their fellow teammates and the worship ministry, you know? Well, and that's what I was going to say. And, and I, I agree with you, David. Understanding why they aren't there. I mean, obviously, you don't want to start, you know, uh, you don't want to start, like, you know, ac- accusing, casting accusations, you know, throwing stones, whatever. Um, you know, but I, I would venture to guess that a lot of probably 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 more often than not people you know who are on your worship team don't come to church for less than ideal reasons um well that's where it's our responsibility to define the expectations it's, um, yeah and that's you know, a good we, point. we have to define what is what is an excused absence yeah. um and and excuse i think applies the same an excused absence, I think, applies whether you're playing or you're not playing. See, and, and, and this is where it gets tricky, man, because, you know, like, there's an understanding and there's expectations for being on the worship team. But, you know, I don't have anything necessarily in writing or any expectations for when you're not on worship team. Um, and I don't know. We do. Do you really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. See, I was, gonna, I was just going to say, I don't know if a lot of churches do have that. Uh, apparently you guys do. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. I, ex- what, what I expect people to be there. Um, the majority of the week is I can't remember how I define it, but I, but one of the reasons is, is I expect our worship leaders, our worship team members when they're not on stage to be worship leaders in the congregation. Right. And so, um, you know, and I've said this a bunch of times, just because you're not on stage doesn't mean you're not leading in worship. Right. And so, you know, I expect our people when they're out there. I expect them to follow the leadership of the people on stage and to engage, and to set an example for the people around them. And so I that's think, that's part of why I expect them to be there. I think even more than that, when people in your church see leaders on stage, and then the next week they see le- those same leaders in the congregation. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that that says says a lot. Um, and for me as a worship pastor, I'll tell you what. Nothing encourages my heart more than when I see, you know, the the sound guy um, sitting there in the congregation just worshiping, just just singing, you know, arms raised. Mm-hmm. Nothing encourages me more than when I see the the video guy who's who's not, you know, who's not scheduled to to run video, but he's out there in the congregation, he's worshiping, because I, I think I think that says a lot to their character, who they are, you know. Whereas when I um, and I don't know what it's like at your church, but it seems to it seems to be mainly like sound guys and video guys who who don't come to church on on a regular basis. Um, I don't know what it's like there for you, but uh, for the most part, our our tech people are pretty committed. Oh. Um, it's other it's other younger musicians who who I have a problem problems uh, with slackers yeah ones that have kind of graduated from high school they're in that college career age you know that are they're in that quasi stage where yeah. they don't quite they they don't quite have a ton of responsibility but they're independent and and young families too you know sure. people people with young kids or people who are especially like you know young families and like a busy work schedule like when it comes to being there on a on a weekend those are the ones that that I'm that I have probably the hardest time with but I also I don't have any form of 
discipline or any any way to to say hey if you're if you're not here and you know i don't keep attendance i don't yeah, keep track of you're everyone. not there with a clipboard but um, but i i have i've talked to i talked to one of our sound guys and i was just like listen man you know um you can't just come on the on the sundays when you you know uh when you're on worship team and and, and you know the reason why I said it that way was because I was noticing a pattern where I mean he literally wasn't at church any other time, and I asked him I'm like what were you doing all sleeping you know, mm-hmm. and and I'm like so anyway that's kind of what got me thinking about this whole topic and I don't know what the I don't know if there's a right answer I just say for me I probably lean towards wanting our worship team to be a part of our church community because um, I think it sets a really good example it, it says a lot about their character. And it helps the rest of the church worship. I yeah, think. and I think that should be the norm. I think that should be the norm for every church. Yeah, I do. I don't. I don't see a reason why it shouldn't be. Um, because uh, especially when you get to be a larger church, I don't. I think that. I think then you have less of an excuse. Because when you have a larger church, you have a lot more people at your church. You You're going to have a lot more musicians at yeah. your church. You're yeah. going to have the, the potential to have a, a lot better team than than someone with a smaller church of a hundred people is going to have. So, so I think, I think there's less excuse and it's unfortunate that, that the larger churches are paying or, you know, doing things that bring in non-Christian outside musicians. I don't, I don't necessarily have a problem with that because we've talked about that before, but, but, but I think, I think larger churches have fewer excuses. Mm. That said, you know, if it's an important enough position then then I think it's a little different. You know, so let's say you don't have a drummer at all in your church. Right. So then you then you're forced to okay, I either don't do any th- songs that require drums mm-hmm. or I find somebody or, from outside. Yeah. yeah, get an outside that can come in. Mr. Or outside, or you don't have a sound tech at all. And so so well, we either go with not having a sound tech and just hope that it sounds good or we find somebody that can come you know, once a month or right. So I don't know. I think there are, there have to be exceptions, but at the same time, I think for the general consensus, it needs to be, we're committed to being there every week or at least the majority of the weekends, you know, three out of four. Yeah. So good stuff. All right. Well, that's all, that's all the time we have. We're out of time. Right. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, uh, hey, you can get in touch with us online, worshipministrycatalyst.com. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you can send us an email to uh, david at worshipministrycatalyst.com or, or kevin at worshipministrycatalyst.com. You can get in touch with us on Facebook. Woo-hoo. Just do a search for Worship Ministry Catalyst. Um, you can uh, follow Twitter. us on Twitter, yeah. Yep. At Worship Ministry Catalyst. No, at WM Catalyst. I always say it wrong. WM Catalyst. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we'd love to hear from you. We're trying to get some of those things going. You can also submit your information to our worship leaders directory. directory. And you can just go to our worship, uh, worshipministrycatalyst.com and click on network or directory. I think it's networking. Um, and submit your info there. And we're trying to build a network of worship leaders around the world. So, yeah, pretty soon we're we're going to have another interview with another, with another guy who's recorded a CD and done a lot of uh, worship writing in yeah. Minnesota. Minnesota. Not from Minnesota. He and I went to college together. But, oh, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. So at Indiana Wesleyan, back in the day. Cool. So you reconnected with a. Uh, I mean, you probably haven't seen the guy for like ten years. We haven't seen each other. We've talked a little bit, but not not very much. But yeah, 
that's cool forward to getting uh getting him on the podcast and talking about their cd it's cool that's uh let's see what is it watchword colon truth mm. is the name of their group and you can go buy their buy their album on uh, itunes it's called all together so we're gonna be having them on the show soon i don't know nice. if it'll be the next episode but it'll be soon so you'll want to go check that out some good stuff there some good worship tunes for your church nice um yeah, so that's kind of what's coming down the road. You know, it'd be cool if he uh, if he flew over here to do the interview. When that <laughs> it would be cool. I don't I don't know that that would happen. No, I know. Um, thank thank goodness for Skype, right? Yeah, Skype. Praise thank, the Lord we for have Skype technology. So yep. All right. Well, hey, that's going to do it. We'll that's talk it. to you again soon. Bye.